0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Revive Cell podcast. Here
1: we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about, so you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 60 of the Revive Yourself Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Um, hope you're all as uh well as healthy as you are busy and busy as you are healthy i know it's been it 's really busy for us over here at revive lots going on um, lots of great results you're getting with our one to one clients i know lots of you enjoying the free four day mini course getting lots of feedback as well on our videos that are going out and our testimonials which is great we um, 've got lots coming looks look forward to you know he's going to be starting some new exciting affiliate links soon um, as well as um, going to be on being um, interviewed uh, on um, a podcast on actually a, a summit in in America by a lovely lady called Erin Esser and her friend um, which is going to be all about like, diving into all things like natural health that we do but it's part of a, I think it's a 12-week summit um, which is going to be out on the 21st of April. Um, so should actually, I'm trying to think, we should actually be able to get that out to you all. Um, It'll be on my Facebook page. I'll put it on my website as well for you guys. Um, otherwise, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're enjoying the Those of you that are on our free, four-day miracles, hope you're all enjoying it. And those of you that are dealing with a more serious chronic issue, then you can always hit me out of an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co to see if or how we can help you. Um, on to today's podcast episode which is with mr scott jack and it's all about having a, ma- a magnetic interaction um i really feel like since the dawn of the smartphone uh, our social interactions especially our random social interactions in the street have taken quite a hit because you see most people walking around with their phone three inches from their face and it's led to You know, people's. I mean, even when you're out at the table, people are looking at their phone. You're walking a train, everyone's looking at looking at their phone. You know, people are literally living about three inches from their face, which is taking a hit. And I wanted to talk to someone who deals with this on a daily basis. Now, he is uh, what we like to call someone who, who deal, helps men uh, interact with women, especially men who uh, have got low confidence in this area, which is great. And I will be getting talking to someone who specializes in women. But we do talk all about general interaction um, Two. We're not just talking about men. We talk about general interaction too, and about the three keys to a magnetic interaction. But we also go into lots um, about how the difference differences in interaction between a man and a woman, and why that is. And so, without further ado, here is Scott. It's a really good interview. I know you're going to enjoy it um, because you know these are the things that we we get told. We've been brainwashed to um, almost um it's almost like we have been told to think in reverse so we're going to go into a little bit of that okay guys so here he is here's scott and i'll see you on the other side oh just before i go i apologize a little bit crackly at the start bear with us and it goes after a few minutes hey guys welcome to episode 59 no episode 60 of the Voice podcast yeah of course I'm up to number 60 today's guest is scott jack um well whereabouts are
1: you uh, I am located in Europe at the moment and uh, sitting in Belgrade, Serbia.
0: Cool. Yeah, cool. I, I remember when I looked on your site, it said like Vegas. I know you was, like, you're around. I remember we, we actually connected. You said you were actually in Europe. didn't know if you were still there or you, know, you, you get around quite a bit, right?
1: Yeah, I sure do. Originally from the States, grew up in Florida and uh, have been spending a lot of time in Europe the last year or so. Yeah. How are you like in Belgrade? I've never actually been out there myself. Well I love it Uh, First came out here A few years back Just kind of on a whim To check it out And uh, Have been back Five times since So One of my favourite parts Of Europe for sure
0: Oh, Sounds like I better Go over there And check it out (laughs) You should Yeah So today guys Scott um, Scott has his own website At www.scottjack.com And he's And I actually first um, Saw Scott With a few of his videos That were on Facebook All about um, Scott Jack Interaction mastery Um, And a lot of his his He's working with, with um, guys trying to find I think, love or find, trying to find connection with women um, but it's just this whole topic of human interaction I think is something that we really need to delve into especially in, in the world of self-development and natural health because I think it's something that with the invention of smartphones and a lot more technology it seems to be something that we're, we're lacking we're missing and I think people's interpersonal skills are are sort of becoming almost, I mean, when you go out, it's okay, but they're becoming a little bit, they uh, decline, a little bit. So I want to get Scott on to talk about that amongst other things. So, Scott, just for people out there, um, well, actually, just because another thing. Anyone who's seen the film Hitch, right, at um, the, the beginning of it, it says 60% of all human communication is nonverbal, so body language. 30% is your tone. Um, that means 90% of what you're saying. Ain't coming from your mouth. So I think it's quite a big thing we want to go into. But just to start off with, Scott, how did you get into uh, human interaction? Were you socially awkward with with girls or was it just an area you you just quite enjoyed or got passionate about?
1: Yeah, you know, I think for me, when I really began to dive into uh, this area was about a decade ago. And so I did well as far as human interaction, you know, growing up, middle school, high school, college, right, with friends and things of that nature. But the challenge that I had uh, because of, you know, social conditioning, uh, et cetera, was that I had a challenge meeting women out of my social circle. In other words, if I saw a woman at the grocery store, it would be a very uh, nerve wracking, fearful thing for me to walk up to her and meet her. And so since I lacked that skill set, I had limited choices because at that time dating apps really were not prevalent. And so that really left you with your social circle. And when you get outside of high school and you get outside of university and college, most of us find that those social circles begin to get a little bit smaller. And so that is really uh, where my interest came in because I needed to solve my own problem.
0: Cool. And, how did, and how did you go about doing that?
1: Man, well, you know, initially, you know, at at that time, about 10 years ago, help in this area was just beginning to come to the forefront. So I know most guys will be familiar with the book, uh, The Game, which came out uh, in and around 2005, I believe, which was by Neil Strauss. And so Mm -hmm. that was a book that obviously told the story of, you know, pickup artists and, and things of that nature and delved into that whole world. And while I wouldn't you know, recommend that book as far as strategies and tactics because what they teach there internally uh, certainly isn't anything that aligns with me. Uh, but Neil Strauss, being the great author that he is, told a very good story. And so that began to kind of open my eyes to what was possible. And then I just kind of began to get my hands on anything that I could, whether it was other books, videos, seminars, live events you know, anything that said it could help me in that particular area of life. And obviously there was a lot of that information that wasn't very good, right? You have these communities, like I mentioned before, with the pickup artists or the NLP with the neurolinguistic programming and these things that are, are kind of shady. And so what began to make the shift for me was that I was willing to go out and experiment with these things. Some of them were not congruent and didn't work. And through trial and error and then having some mentors and some things that, uh, you know, actually were congruent, uh, I was able to get to a place where I was very effective with that skill set. And then through, you know, many years and thousands of interactions, I essentially refined and created my own process and approach for doing that.
0: Yep. And that's and that's the interaction mastery.
1: Yeah, so, you know, right now the big thing that that guys come to me for is a program that's called Magnetic Interaction Mastery, which is showing guys on hidden camera infield footage uh, these interactions. So essentially what I do is I go out with a microphone on uh, and with a cameraman following me who is obviously doing this discreetly, and I meet women. And so what I found was, you know, a lot of the training and things that were out there We're just centered around, you know, reading a book or some guy standing in front of a camera and telling you what to do. But if you look at pro athletes, any of them, they watch game film, quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. you know, basketball players, football players, whatever it is. They're going to look at the game. They're going to look at that game film. They're going to look at what they were doing. What did their form look like when the shots were going in? What were they doing when they were missing them? Guys just tend to be more visual learners. Yeah. And so what I found was that um you know my customers and clients were able to integrate these things so much more quickly because they could actually see it. Furthermore, you know a lot of guys don't believe a lot of this is possible or that it can be as simple as it actually is because they have a lot of limiting beliefs surrounding this which um you know we can get into further in a bit. Um and when you're able to show them on camera and say, like, look, like I'm just going to show you. You're going to be able to see it. You're going to be able to hear it. They're able to move past those limiting beliefs much more quickly and then begin to actually go out there and duplicate it for themselves.
0: Yeah, uh, 100%. I completely agree with that. I mean, this is the thing. Because we, we do a lot of natural health, and a big part of being healthy you know, is, for me, having some – I mean – Love's a big part of health. It's also a big part of getting your mental I mean, having, having someone there and actually, you know, because it's as, a, as the saying goes, no man's an island, right? Having a family and being able to meet someone and attract someone in your life is a big part of it. And, um, you know, life or living a healthy life, there's different segments to it. Obviously, you've got your nutrition, you maybe got supplements, exercise, etc. And you need to have a healthy love life. And if you're, if you're struggling to meet someone, it's always going to be a problem. And it's another stress, you know, if you go out there. And you do feel like you're going to struggle to meet someone, or you don't have the confidence. That's that straight away going to put you on the back foot. And as you said, like your body language. We've always we've talked about this a lot on the show as well about how people who are positive walk around with positive body language. People who don't are going to have a. Have a, have a they, if, generally, if you see someone slumped, they're someone who is is a bit down, depressed. And I'm sure this all plays a part in it. And and with you guys, you know, putting your best foot forward. And, you know, we're, gonna talk about, we're talking about mainly guys, we'll get on to girls in a, in, a, in a second. But with this, I mean, I completely can uh, understand, you know, because of social, where well, you've been socially conditioned, which we get into later on, but we can talk about what the guys actually do struggle with the most because, you know, you're out there with a bunch of guys, you see a hot girl, a lot of guys might shout out something like, oh, you know, it might wolf whistle or something, but it's not an interaction. You know, it's almost it's just like a deflection. Um, to actually go up and meet a meet someone is to put yourself out there. It takes a lot of courage, right? Um, so I do understand that why, why this, this happens, with guys. So what is it that mainly um, guys are having limiting beliefs around? And you know, I'm guessing you deal with people from all different countries. And I mean, are, does it differ from country to country what these limiting beliefs are, or is it individual?
1: Not, not too much. You're going to find they fall along uh, some of these lines. So you've got a a large uh, number of guys who are going to have limiting beliefs about looks and money. So I'm not tall enough or I'm bald or I'm out of shape. Or, you know, if we go to the money part, it's well, it's only the rich guys that get the high value women, right? If I'm not rich, if I'm not tall, if I'm not good looking, and then I just don't get access to those women. And that social conditioning has been bred in them from a very young age, from marketing, from music, from movies, when at the end of the day, that is not really the deciding factor that is deciding their fate in getting the women that they want. Because while women, from the guy's perspective, are much more judged on their looks. For a guy, his looks is a much smaller percentage of what the woman is responding to than he has been led to believe. Now, another thing in regards to that guy meeting and interacting with that woman is in our current climate right now, 2018, there are a lot of movements and things out there that are actually discouraging guys from meeting women in public. In other words, the woman is gonna be offended. She's gonna get mad. Oh. She's gonna think you're a pickup artist or she's going to reject you, right? Like that's the biggest thing, right? Like I'm, I might get rejected. Mm-hmm. And I think lastly, and you touched on this a little bit earlier uh, on the hitch comment as far as you know the body language, your tonality and things of that nature. Most guys are wondering, well like what do I say? Like I don't even know what I'm going to say. And I released a video very recently uh, on Facebook that's closing in on a million views on one of our ads. And I titled the video the number one pickup line of all time. And I did that as a bit of a joke because I'm not someone who believes in having to use a pickup line. Yeah. And basically what I showed in the video uh, was myself walking up and, and meeting, I don't know, five, six, seven women uh, in the course of you know, showing the videos back and forth. Where I'm just walking up and introducing myself and saying, hey, my name is Scott. And I think those are some of the beliefs that guys are walking around with that cause them to do nothing. Because they internally – and anyone listening, you'll, you'll know this because this has happened to you in the last week or the last month. You were somewhere going about your day, wherever it was, and you saw a really beautiful woman. And you had this feeling inside you're like, holy shit, like you're totally attracted to her. You want to meet her. Yet this fear rose up and she just passed right by you and you didn't do anything about it. And mm-hmm. You kept on your way and then 30 seconds later, you regretted it because more than likely, you're never going to see that girl again. And so these are some of the things that guys are dealing with and uh, what they have to move past if uh, they're really going to make a shift in this area of life.
0: Yeah, I, I get that completely. I mean, it happens to, I mean, this is the thing from, from women's point of view as well, because we have got a lot of women, women listeners. I know, I know that, as you say, someone said the other day, it's, it's now the United States are offended. Like, there's so many people getting offended by this and that. And it's coming over here a little bit as well. That men are almost, you can't say that to women or you can't approach them. But from my point of view, and I've always been into it, I mean, always feel like a woman wants to, a man to be a man and a man wants a woman to be a woman. And it's, and it's, Something I that we're sort of being, say, brainwashed into these different, different ways of thinking and what's, or what to say. But, you know, women, if they're getting approached by a man, I mean, really, when you think about it, a beautiful woman, uh, probably because she, men probably think that she gets hit on all the time, um, don't know what to say, don't know how to have, add value to a conversation. Um, and, I mean, from a I mean, I don't know if you do take women out with you or you've got women on in, in, in your course who you, who you sort of like refer to. I mean, what are their, what are their thoughts on, Men approaching them, do they? I mean, do they think, "Oh my God, a man's coming over," uh, and they sort of reject this straight away, or are they quite open, or is it just basically an individual and, and, and the approach? I mean, or are they just today's very very guarded? Is that why people turn to apps more than meeting people face to face?
1: You know, I think obviously it can vary with with every woman, but if it's done improperly obviously you are likely to get a bad reaction, right? If we look at just some obvious things that we may see in movies, like a guy whistling at a girl or a cat calling or something like that, obviously that's not going to get a good reaction. You know, just like the opposite respect. If I walked up to a guy who I didn't know and I said, what the fuck are you looking at? Right. Is that person going to give me a good reaction? Hmm. Not very likely. <laughs> now, if, if we look at this logically, right? Like we could sit five women down in a room and we could say, Hey, you know, do you mind if a guy walks up and, and he want he was attracted to you, he wanted to meet you. And one might say, yeah, I, I'd love that. Another might say, hell no. Another might say, yeah, I might be okay with that. But see, you're now asking the logical part of her brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I'm out there doing that, that is not what she is taking in because If you understand how to do this properly, right, and the things that I recommend for a guy when he's going to go meet a woman are three things. Number one, he needs to take the lead. If he is in his masculine energy, it's not on the woman to approach him. It's on him to go and meet the woman. Number two is he needs to be there to give and not get. Now, that is the big difference here because the women generally are way more intuitive to social cues than men are. That is how it it, it has been for a very long time. And so when you step in there with the energy of being there to give and not to get or take anything, she's going to feel that. And so it's going to be very natural. And another thing that I'll teach guys within that framework is when I go up to meet a woman, it is not anything that is weird, odd, or awkward. If someone were watching it uh, from a few feet away, they might almost think that I already knew the girl. Like it's like an old friend. And so when I see her and I walk up, it's like, hey, I'm Scott. Like I saw you. I wanted to meet you. And then the third thing is they need to move the emotional wheel. And what I mean by that is this. Every guy has had the experience of meeting a woman. Things are going pretty well the first minute or two, right? He's like, wow, like this is going well. Like I think she likes me, whatever else. But it'll fizzle out after a little bit, that interaction. Yeah. And what's behind that is the fact that women enjoy to experience many more emotions throughout the day than men do. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all, right? That's just how they're wired. And so the example that I give is: you know, women want to experience 183 different emotions in a day. They want to laugh, they want to cry, they want to do it all. Whereas guys, Like we're cool with three or four. And so what you've got to keep in mind in that interaction is you don't want to stay on one topic or one feeling for too long because if you do, she will get bored. And so to really sum all that up, if it's done properly, whether it goes somewhere with that girl or not – because remember, most of the interactions aren't, right? It's not like, oh, hey, every single girl that I meet – Uh, I'm now going to be involved with it's the numbers are never going to look like that Um, but this is one of the biggest compliments that you can give a woman like I saw you I was attracted to you not only maybe from looks but also from an internal energy point of view there was just something about you that drew me to you and I want to meet you like hey how you doing I'm Scott right so at the end of the day if you don't want to meet and interact with other human beings you shouldn't leave your house. Yeah. And so, if someone has a problem meeting another person, don't come outside.
0: Don't, don't you think though? got that sign like in today's world. Everyone's just in their own little place, and it can be quite uh-huh. a big, a big thing. You know, literally people are living their lives about three foot in front of their face with their phone there, or, or you know. It's weird because if you're in a car and someone lets you go, you'll be like, "Oh, thank you," or whatever. That's normal, but on the street, you know, it's very. I don't know. It's like this is my personal space. Please don't, please don't um, encroach on it. You you've ever seen that or you felt that at all?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, we've we've changed. Not I can remember. Uh, this, was, this was probably about ten years ago, maybe a little bit more. And I took my first trip to Costa Rica, and that was my first time. Really traveling out of the United States. I had done a lot of traveling in the U.S. I had gone on a few different like cruise ships that took me to some outlying islands, but I hadn't really traveled outside. And in the time I spent there, one of the first things that I noticed was how much people were making eye contact on the street and smiling and just, you know, whether it was a quick hello, whether it was a nod of the head, you were just acknowledging That other human being in a positive sense Mm -hmm. and most places in the U.S. and other large cities throughout the world, you don't have that anymore. People are very guarded. They're not looking to have those interactions. And so just as a culture, uh, we've become a lot less social in uh, many in-person type of ways.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I felt the same when I went to Thailand. You know, everyone's like respectful, like bowing, and it's always how how you're going. And I think it is the, the big cities. But, you know, the funny thing is when you do actually have this random, because I'm, my mum's like this, you know, she'll talk to anyone, she'll be in the queue, and the next thing you know, she's got 10 mates. And it'll be like, so I've got a little bit of that about me. I'll, I'll see someone reading the menu and go, hi, what's look, what looks good and stuff. And people are generally, really responsive like only maybe i'd say five times out of a hundred or someone be like just ignore you otherwise you know people generally so what is it what has caused us to be so what has caused us to be so almost on the back foot or so um i would say uninteractive with each other
1: you know I, i i think that it has to do with a lack of confidence and a lack of social skills And I think it started from a very early age. You know, obviously, as kids, we're much more interactive. You know, it's always so interesting. And this is something that we we notice as we travel. Um, If you see a really large group of kids, I can remember this example from uh, Athens, Greece, a few months back. And you'll see these large groups of school children, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. And they'll take them to the theaters for field trips. So you've got this big group of kids, 50, 100 room right in a row. And the noise level of the communication and the talking, it's almost like a swarm of bees going by. And it was so interesting to observe that. And so, you know, I think some of the things that are happening as as we get older and we get out of those ages and, you know, middle school and and high school and college, you know, here in the United States – Um, school is to train you to be a docile factory worker. Uh, Essentially the things that were put into place there were decided back in the 1950s, sit in your chair, don't talk to anyone, raise your hand if you want to speak, ask for permission to go to the bathroom. Um, You're not being taught to tap into your creative genius. They are dumbing that down and they're suppressing that, whether that is through marketing Whether that is through things that go into your subconscious, whether that is through the foods that they're having you eat uh, and all the other things that go into that. And so um, I guess really when it comes down to it, there are powers that be that would prefer us as humans just kind of be these robots that are walking around and not wanting to interact and live life to the fullest.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we said. You said it earlier about how how you say guys learn as well when you go out in the field. I mean, studies have shown only seven percent of people actually learn the, learn the best in in in, the, in terms of the schooling that we have, that like you have as well. Seven percent of people learn best that way, you know. And it's like if you if you judge a fish on its ability to to climb a tree, you're always gonna it's always gonna see itself as a failure. And so this is why I always I want to bring people like you onto our show and stuff because I think it's really important that people start to get this part of their life as well. You know, human interaction. Go out to the shops, and even if you see something, it's like, Hey, how you doing? or What's up? It takes nothing to have a five minute conversation when it comes to like meet me. But me, when it comes to, before we just go on to that quickly, because you said you've got your magnetic interaction, you said like the three key steps, and they were to take the lead, to give and not get, and also to move that emotional will. Now, when you say to give and not, I mean, these things are, these are can be probably used in any sort of interaction, you know, if you're trying, yep. to, trying to get a job or if you're trying to talk to an audience, or I mean, or whatever unless you're actually giving like a, a lecture on a specific topic um, so when you say give and not so let's give pro take the lead okay so you're looking at as I actually think I think it was one of your videos or maybe I read it somewhere where else I think it said um, mas- so take the lead masculine energy is direct and goes for what it wants while feminine energy is indecisive and wants to be led yeah that was yep. one of your videos pretty sure so that's a big statement now Today's world, everyone's trying to tell us that men and women are the same, yeah? And we've covered this quite a lot in terms of the health reasons why we're not the same and we never will be. Um, So you're saying even from an interaction standpoint, we're very different. So can you expand on that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're we're very different, right? Um, Not only from the body, but we can look at how the brain functions, Men and women's brains function very differently. Men more front to back, women more left to right. Uh, we can look at DNA. We can look at history. And so I'm not a believer that, uh, men should act like women and women should act like men. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Now I know we're in a completely different climate here. Um, and especially in the States, we have, you know, women who are tapping a lot more into their masculine energy. And look, this is a free country. They can choose to do whatever they want. But I personally believe that a guy who is in his feminine energy too much, that comes with consequences. And the same goes for a woman who is too much into her masculine energy, right? So if we look at masculine energy at, at the deepest levels, like if you and I were to go back hundreds or thousands of years, you and I necessarily wouldn't be sitting around and talking or chit-chatting. The way that we would get to know each other would be that we would be out in the forest, probably chopping something down or hunting, or it would be this activity where we are moving around. Whereas the women may be back at the tribe. There's more communications. There's more verbals. It's why women, right? They, they want to talk about it. They want to go shopping. They want to do this thing. Uh, and I get that some people might hear that and they might be kind of offended because when you begin to talk like this, it's like, Oh, wait, Here's another one of these, you know, uh, macho, misogynist kind of asshole guys who wants to try to be the alpha. And I'm certainly not coming from that place in any way, shape or form. I think everyone should do whatever they want to do with their life. But as I said before, I do think that there are things natural to a man such as the level of his uh, testosterone in his body and obviously women who are going to have more estrogen and things that are just more natural and in alignment uh with who we are as a man or a woman
0: yeah i mean we talked about it i don't do you know paul check by any chance I'm not familiar with the name. Um, no. Yeah, he's one of like the, the top health coaches in, in the world. He's actually based in California, He's an American guy. he talks about we talk about the masculine, feminine energy. Like ma- ma- masculine is like fire, you know, it goes out, it's heat, it's fire. Um, feminines, it's it's earthly, it's nurturing, you know. These are the, these are the things. Obviously, a man has to be able to tap into his feminine side, and a woman has to be able to tap into their masculine side, but. It, it, it shouldn't be there all the time. We are very different entities and the energies that we have and properties that we have are very different. And this is why even when it comes to picking up, uh, say, meeting women or meeting, women meeting men, like that sort of needs to be addressed. But in social interactions, uh, I mean, as always, I mean, that's why you've got books out there. If you probably, you know, men are from Venus and men are from Mars, men are from Venus, things like that, you know, because we are very different. So we've just gone through that one. Number one, take the lead, man to take the lead and, and a woman, Oh, I'd almost say, like, don't – I mean, because if a man puts himself out there, you're knocking back – you know what? It's the same as having an advert out or something. You get a certain amount of leads. You don't convert every lead. That's not that's, – that's fine, you know? Um, right. But, you know, for a woman, just then don't, don't completely destroy – because guy. some guys, one bad interaction will mean that they won't go for that ever again, right?
1: Yep. And, yeah. and I think if a guy is, is confident and knows what he's doing, uh, a lot more women will engage in that interaction. Right. right? So it's it's not that I don't ever get a bad reaction from a woman, because I certainly do, because you have to understand, you have no idea what's going on in her life, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. She she could have lost her job today, her cat could have died, like anything, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Just, just totally random. But when you've mastered this skill set, you're going to realize the grand majority of people that you meet are going to want to interact with you, because you're coming from a real and a solid place. And so mm-hmm. You know, you can think about this from another perspective, traveling throughout all these countries, you see a lot of people uh, peddling and selling stuff on the streets. And regardless of what they said or how they approached you to, you know, sell or move whatever that they wanted to, you, you could sense that they were coming from a place of wanting to try to get something. You could just feel it. We have that innate intuition that allows us to just know. And for most of us, we're immediately turned off from that. Right. How do you feel when the homeless guy on the street runs up on you and is begging for money immediately? He's so same, coming from
0: place, so same, yeah. same, same, same situation. This is, so we're moving on to number two here: <coughs> get and not get, uh, give and not get. Same situation, right? When you walk into a clothes shop and instead of you looking around and giving time, and if you ask for help, the people come straight over to you and they're like, "Oh, we got this for you, got that for you." It's almost like they're in your face, they're pushy, and he instantly yep. puts you on your back foot, right?
1: Yeah. Now you feel pressure. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I'm, I'm just coming in here. To look at stuff. Right. The, the, it's and it's like an, the other thing, too, is that person hasn't interrupt your pattern. This is a really important thing to talk about. So like some guys will think like, oh, well, like I tried to meet her, but she just blew me off. You didn't interrupt the pattern. Right. Because if I go to the clothing store and the person approaching me like, hey, is, is there anything you're looking for? Can I help you with anything? What's my automatic response? Oh, no, I'm just looking. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I've said it a million times. So is everyone else. They didn't do anything to break my pattern. And so when I'm going to meet a woman, right, she's going about her day. She might be in a kind of a zombie like state in her own world, in her own head, thinking about something. And so I may, you know, wave my hand. I may snap my fingers. I whatever it is with the tonality of my voice, I'm going to make sure that I get her out of the pattern that she is running because most human beings are running a pattern throughout the day.
0: Got you. So 100%. So it's almost like being the exception to the rule as well, just doing something slightly different, just to interrupt their the pattern. Yeah. So, it's like
1: you're going to bring them into your reality. It's like, hey, I, I have this reality. It's a fun. It's an awesome place to be. I'm going to invite you into it for a moment. If you don't want to stay here, you're, of course, welcome to go back to whatever you were doing. But if you're enjoying – this reality then you know we'll experience that for a little bit cool
0: and so just just the guys out there if you're going to meet a girl and they were talking to someone and they can sort of see say the emotional will but give and not get what would be a quick example or even in any in any interaction it doesn't have to be a guy to a girl it just not say i mean you would it be would it, i mean give and not get so instead of trying to extract information you're just giving
1: them value i don't know how can you give an example yeah Yep. So it's, it's really the, the most important takeaway from that is an internal thing. Right. So if a guy sees a beautiful woman and he's like, oh, well, like I want to get with her, right? I want to get sex or I want to get her number or I want to get her to like me, right? He's, he is trying to extract something from her. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the switch you need to flip, the internal switch is, oh, hey, there's a beautiful woman she looks interesting. I want to go meet, uh, just, I'm going to go meet her. Like, Hey, what's up? I'm Scott. Saw you want to say hi. Right. And so you're just going in there with positive energy. I have zero expectations of her behavior and absolutely zero that I'm expecting to get from her. I'm not thinking, Oh, well, how, can, is she going to give me her number? Is she going to give me sex? Is she going to give me this? Like, no, I, I haven't even met her. I don't know anything about her. I'm attracted to her physically and or energetically, but past that, I know nothing else. So let me go meet this person, and whether it goes here, there, or anywhere else, that doesn't matter. So you will automatically move to a place of just being there to give. When you take on that internally, the outward actions will happen automatically. But the reason that I focus on the internal so much is, even if you try to fake it, with your outward um, uh, actions. And I'll just give an example of this. So something that is taught to a lot of guys is to go indirect, right? Like when you first meet the woman, don't let her know that you're interested in her. For example, like you go up and it's like, oh, hey, uh, you know, I I really liked your watch. Or hey, um, do you know what time it is? Or uh, do you know where the nearest Starbucks is, right? It's it's kind of, it's this thing where, You're hiding your true intention. Mm -hmm. And what the guy doesn't get is the woman can smell that from a mile away. She can sense there is an incongruency with your words and what she is actually feeling from you. And that is one of the really big challenges for guys in that interaction because even though they're covering it up as kind of being there to give – The women can sense that because like I talked about before, they're much more intuitive. Mm -hmm. Most of them have had a lot more interactions because, you know, very beautiful women, they began to get male attention once they hit, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old when they were in middle and high school. This started. And so they can tell when someone is being very inauthentic.
0: Better just be yourself and just go out there. And I know you're saying, yeah, just be almost be to the point, be matter of fact a little bit, as long as you're trying to give. and I, I, I know what you're saying that as well. Like any interaction, just for example, I know, like you meet someone on the street, you know, I can't remember who it is. There's a famous quote and you probably know, who it is. I think it's <coughs> who is it I'm trying to think it. anyway. It said, like, when I was talking to, when I was talking to, huh, I'm trying to really remember it. It's like, when you're when I was talking to someone. I remember it was. Is that when I left the conversation, I felt like he was the most important person in the world. But when I was talking to someone else, they made me feel like I was the most important person in the world. And that's another thing, right? You're giving them they're giving them value, but you get to talk about themselves maybe or, or you sort of you're trying to get to know but there's nothing sinister behind it, but it just leads to information rather than you talking about yourself or something like that. It's like an interaction where whereas it's all a bit of to and fro rather than you just trying to extract as you said before. Um, and then that moves on to the emotional will like so you only need to turn that emotional will we've all been there it could it could it might You say it might not just be with a woman it could be even with like a guy and uh you're talking to get a job or or whatever it can be you know that emotional will i know it's a little bit different but, um but where a conversation becomes stagnant you probably all day when you've met random people uh, even in a and it goes a bit
1: like it goes a bit flat so how do you turn that emotional will so you can do that with with the subject, right? What you're talking about. You can do that with your tonality and then obviously the emotions that are coming out of you. And so the reason that you see guys have trouble with this, number one, because we're just more prone to stay on one emotion as opposed to a woman, but also because guys in these interactions, a lot of times they have a comfort zone, right? Like there might be this one thing that they're really confident talking about this one thing that they're really into and they're not as confident expressing themselves in other ways and so they just stay on this one topic. I'll give you an example. Let's say a guy really likes to travel, like he's super passionate about that and he likes to talk about that. Well, that might be really awesome and exciting to talk about the first few minutes of the interaction, the girl is really digging it, it's going really well, but if we just stay on that one topic that one emotion, and that one feeling, you are going to see her get massively bored. And so I think it's a situation of you've got to begin to be able to get in those interactions, get out of your own head, right? You can't be thinking about what am I going to say next? What is this person thinking about me? Most people are doing that in their interactions. They're not quiet inside. And so – When you were having that interaction, a side thing that I will add is when the other person is talking, you want to be able to get into basically a meditative state. And so when that person is speaking to me, when I'm looking into their eyes, I'm totally present and totally quiet. And that allows the interaction to really flow and for you to experience them. Now, the emotional wheel is one of those things where I don't ever and I don't think I will ever teach a guy or anyone else for that matter, like... Here's step one, like Mm -hmm. move the emotional wheel here and then move it there and then move it here. This is like a living, breathing organism that will literally be you know, natural to you and the person that you are interacting with moment by moment by moment. So the only way to really master it is you've got to be comfortable in your own skin. You've got to be comfortable expressing yourself and really going all into those interactions and having enough where you can just play with it you know, when I'm in her interaction, it's almost like I can see the matrix. In other words, if I was beginning to stay on one topic, one feeling, one emotion for too long, I could sense the point before the woman would actually get bored and know to move it somewhere else or to ask her a question Mm -hmm. or whatever that was. It can be anything under the sun. And another thing to touch on that's important here, because you mentioned like, okay, like, you know, the, the, the conversation goes stale. So there's a couple things here. Number one, if you're hanging out with one of your buddies, right? You're just hanging out, you guys are chatting, you know, whatever's happening, cool, and the conversation goes silent. Are you uncomfortable with that? No. No. So. Like it's not a big deal. It's just you're you're doing whatever. But we have this big stigma of the quote unquote awkward silence, right? Like it went quiet, the guy doesn't know what to say now. And now he's gonna force something into the conversation that is totally incongruent and is probably gonna make the woman uncomfortable. And what I recommend is being comfortable during any type of silence, whether it's your buddy or whether it's a woman you just met, and being able to maintain that eye contact. And that's where that meditative state comes in. Since I'm totally comfortable, since I'm totally confident, if there is a drop in the conversation, I can just literally make eye contact with that person and experience them. And guess what? The chances are they're going to get a little bit nervous because it's Mm -hmm. not going to be me. And now they're going to pick up the ball and they're going to begin to move the conversation. And so that's a good way when you hit that point in a conversation when it happens to find out if the girl is willing to invest in the conversation. For example, if you hit that point and then she's like, "Okay, well, I got to go that kind of tells you where you're at. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you hit that point and she says, so, you know, what do you do for a living? Or she's asking you a question about something that tells you, okay, like she's interested. She's picked that ball back up. So you can't be worried about those awkward silences. And I think the last thing I'll add there is when you're able to move the emotional wheel around and really bring a certain energy to that conversation, it's gonna be someone who is excited and happy about their life they're on a mission. They have a purpose. And many people that you meet don't have that. And so when they meet someone who does, they are going to be attracted to that. They want to experience that. They want to be around that. And so since I have so many things in my life that I'm, I'm excited about, that I'm open to express, regardless of what anyone else thinks about it, these things can naturally free flow in a conversation. Because it's not like we are going to run out of things to talk about from the frame of life experiences. We all have enough life experiences that we could talk till the end of times. It's the internal state of being in your head and being uncomfortable that causes people to not be able to express themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it might just be that, for example, like first time we've met, we're just talking. It's just easy to talk, but it's it's like I think sometimes because I think it's like they're standing there, they they want something back from the girl. And if they, the girl doesn't give them anything back, people are so against. I think they're so against, um, not against, so afraid of rejection. And it's like uh, 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 I don't want to be rejected. Rather than just being like, you know what, this is, this isn't this isn't going to go for me or whatever. But what you said there, st- standing there and holding someone's eye contact, right? I mean, I'm quite a confident guy. I, you know what? And even if it come down to it, and I didn't feel that comfortable with it, I'd just do it for shits and giggles because that's me. I'd be like, whatever, whatever goes. But I'm sure that takes quite a lot of practice, right? It's quite a lot of confidence to do that.
1: It it does. That's a really tough thing for people. And I got good at it by just doing it over and over and over again. I also think too uh, many years back, I used to do a lot of seated meditation mm-hmm. and that was something that served me uh, during those years I was doing that. And now I don't do any seated meditation because my interactions with people I've found are an active meditation. Yeah. So when I stopped talking, as I explained before, My mind goes completely silent and I'm just taking in whatever they're telling me, not only with their words, but with their subcommunications. And so the more that you can move to that place, uh, the more natural it will be because when you're consciously trying to come up with another topic, you're much more likely to force it. When you trust that your subconscious is going to serve up whatever you need because quite frankly, your subconscious has been serving up whatever you need since you were born, then you're gonna have a much more natural free flow in those interactions.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like once you're like that, they can feel that energy. You know, it's weird. You can if you if you're intuitive you actually know it but you can feel your body and you know you can trim your body. I mean most people a lot, not everyone is, but I'd, I'd say actually majority of people probably aren't in this day and age. It's a shame, but we're, we're getting there. But, you know, when you're standing there and you're quite confident and you're, and you're, and you're probably looking into their eyes, etc., or it could be an interview or whatever it is, they can feel that. You know, they can almost feel it. And so it almost put it ball, as you say, in their court, and they're like, oh, this guy is, this, this guy, or, or this energy feels good, or it's a bit different, and I'm, I'm going to try and explore this. So it's a good thing to have. We just mentioned there about meditations as well, it's really important because most people think that you just have to sit down to, be, to meditate, you know, sit down, be quiet, whatever, and be very zen. But meditation, just for people out there listening, I mean, it could be doing some colouring in a colouring book, you know, it could be gardening, whatever your meditative state is, you know, people go into meditative states when they're playing sport because they're just thinking about nothing else apart from that particular moment and I think that's what Scott's trying to say here, really be present in the moment and just quiet in the mind and something that, as you said, because I'm guessing, you know, it probably takes a little while to get to that point because most men approaching women will have a lot of... Or things going on in their mind. Oh my God, is my hair look right? Is my smile? I looking good today? Whatever it is, did is she, is she think I'm ugly, etc. So, I mean, are you big on giving people sort of inner self talk? You know, give yourself. Think you're the prize, or think you're like. Uh, think you are. Keep on, almost like sort of fake it till you make it, or, or or what's the other one? Not fake it till you make it. There's another one. Uh, it's just better, better than that. But almost give yourself that confidence. You know that you are a prize. Think of yourself as as someone who's confident, and just keep doing it. And not lie to other people, but just lie to yourself to get you to a point where you know you're back yourself, and you're going to that conversation or into that interaction with with a with a stronger um, self-image and self-confidence.
1: Yeah. What I like is to pull from both ends. Mm -hmm. And so if we swing the pendulum to one side, I think you should have ultimate confidence in yourself. Like you should think you're the most amazing, most awesome person who has ever walked this planet. And then on the other side of that is a ton of humility and knowing that we're all equal, right? Like, I'm not better than anyone, mm-hmm. but I also think I'm the most awesome person ever, right? It's, it's a total contradiction, but I'm merging both of those together, and in my mind, I think everyone else should think that about themselves. Mm-hmm. They should think that they're awesome, they're great, they're the best at what they do, they should have that mindset to manifest those things that they want, but at the same time, They shouldn't raise their own self-importance to where they think that they are better than someone or above that person. Because Mm -hmm. if you're doing that, you're going to set yourself up for a fall or what we like to refer to as the karmic bitch slap. Mm -hmm. And so I I like to pull from both of those ends.
0: So 100% agree with you there. I mean, I think that's very, very important. Talking more on an interactive point, where, where for example, if you go into an interaction and you're thinking that someone else is above you in the interaction, and you start to try and impress them rather than thinking, you know what, not in some ways, you know, I'm I'm the big I am whatever, but it's like no, 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 I'm I'm the prize. Um, so I'm going to go into this conversation, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna instead of making it obvious that. I'm there to impress them. You try and get them to impress you a little bit, or, or them to to think that come after you a little bit. You know, do you get what I'm coming from? Just changing the slight, the slight um, dynamic in the conversation. To because most people, if you, even if you go for a job interview, if you're going to meet a, a really attractive woman. You're gonna go there thinking, well, they've got something that I want. You know, and I, I, know, I know you said give and not get, but a little bit of of. of of, I think, a little bit of self talk there, just thinking, you know, try to keep on. I think it's something that you have to keep on practicing within yourself until it becomes natural. That's what I'm sure we're trying to get to. Get to. Like, not be an arsehole about it, but be like, no, come on, like, you don't just sit here thinking, um, I'm trying to give all the, all the, all the value to, the, to it, this conversation. It,
1: exactly. So, like, when we say give, not get, mm-hmm. this isn't from the place of let's be a martyr, right? I'm clear on my value. At the same time, I am completely respecting the human being on the other side. Mm-hmm. The point that I can make that most relates to what I help guys with is the term of putting the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> Essentially, the guy is practicing idolatry and he's idolizing the woman as above and better than him. And so since he believes himself to be below, he is coming from a frame of, of trying to somehow – Get up onto her level, um, and I just don't uh, recommend that in any way, shape or form right we we 're all mm-hmm. equals. Be clear on your value, be confident in that, and at, sa- at the same time, respect the human being on the other side mm-hmm. and if you 're having an interaction with someone um, that isn 't you know respecting that or isn't really vibing with that, you don 't have to be in that interaction. It, and it's kind of hard for me to under, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur, so it's tough for me to understand it from uh, the other side there, you know, with the job example. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but have, have the humility, but also have the, the self-respect, you know, draw a line if you're in a situation uh, where the other person, if, if they're not respecting your value, then that's maybe not an interaction to continue
0: yeah a hundred per cent i mean that sort of thing like uh, and if you're trying to talk to someone. And say if they're not respecting your your interaction or not respecting you talking to them, if you're talking to someone and they're, and they're constantly on the phone, I don't know, it even happens with friends these days when you talking to someone and they're, they're on the phone um do you feel do you feel this is a becoming a bit, a bit of a problem with interactions in general, especially maybe in a dating world if you go up to someone and try and talk to a lady and she's on the phone, or just in general talking to your mates I mean do you have any tips or rules to how to get around that or how to put this behind, behind people put it behind people you know?
1: I, I think you should, I think you should first focus on yourself mm-hmm. and you should focus on being a very high value person, All right? What, whatever it is that you've decided to be your mission and the gifts that you are here to express, you need to focus on mastering those at the highest level mm-hmm. and people will be drawn to you. People are going to want to continue that interaction. Once they get the, the smallest inkling of what you're about, they're going to want to be around that. And the people that don't resonate with that vibe, it doesn't matter. Not everyone is going to like you. And quite frankly, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it big enough in this day and age. And so I think it's a matter of, of aligning with those people and understanding that, you know, those friends that it's maybe not connecting with as much as it used to. That's fine. That friendship may have just simply run its course. That friend is going in one direction You're going in another. It's still cool. You still love that person. But um, they're just not someone that it's maybe worth getting on the phone with anymore if there's not that free flow of value being exchanged.
0: Yeah. It just seems to be – I completely agree with you there about high value. Once you have the highest value – Person, you know, it's always, it's just, it just seems that they, these, these things, they are becoming a bit of a pain in the bum when it comes to, you know, you get on the train and everyone's, on the train. I understand that though, because everyone's on the train, they want to read rather than probably, um, just sit there looking at, looking at, um, space, but, you know, it just seems like it's, they almost become a little bit of a distraction, but that's, that's for, for, for another time. So, just, just to end them uh, Jack, because you're very, um, Just because I want to talk a little bit about the social social conditions, and so you've also said you mentioned that earlier. I just want to get get into them. You mentioned that people have been socially conditioned and brainwashed into habits that don't get them successfully social interactions. Um, So you've mentioned the three keys. Are there anything that people should just really um, look to just avoid? Or just be like, yeah, don't do that. That's a complete no-no. Or, I mean, any, any sort of things you see people doing interactions that are just like, you know, you want to stay away from that one?
1: You know, I, I think obviously we've, we've talked about the internal a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really big frame. I, I think right now for most people hearing this, I think, you know, most guys have not had the number of interactions that they need to. To be anywhere at the level with the skill set that they would need to be to really have success. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the first things that I would really recommend is to take the pressure off, right? It's like, oh, I got to go into this interaction and uh, I got to figure out like, how do I get her number and how do I get her meet back up with me? How do I, how do I get her, you know, a date? How do I get sex? Like we need to just forget about all of that for right now in the short term. And you need to just realign and reconnect with being able to go out and meet people and being talkative. And when you're paying for something, you're striking up a conversation with the cashier and you're just getting in this place where you like to meet people. It's not just, Oh, I gotta, I gotta go after the girl or I've got to figure out how to have this really good interaction with whoever, because I want the job or I want something from them. You just need to begin to make more eye contact, sharing more smiles and opening your mouth more. That's really the first place to start because for most people, if you just try to get to where I'm at or where some of my clients are at, that's just too big of a jump. And so we really need to chunk this down to some of the simplest and the easiest steps possible. And so that's what I would really recommend is get out there, meet people, make more eye contact, just be a good person, Be be happy about your life. And that energy is going to spread because we know that a lot of people are not happy with their life. They are in scarcity mode. They're working a job that they hate. They're in a relationship that they don't want to be in. They're out of shape. They're not eating healthy, right? There's all these other things that are going on, whether one or many for a number of other people. And so you want to have yourself in a place of empowerment, and that is going to spread, and it's going to draw those people to you in those interactions for sure
0: it's the same way like um it's almost like in terms in this life in general you mentioned that it's like the long game rather than having it, it, people want to go even approach a woman or something they want instant gratification they want to try and get someone with them rather than thinking the long game it's all about this continual improvement right and I'm putting in the hours you know I think it's the quote i don't i don't think bruce lee said i don't know I'm fear the guy that knows a thousand different kicks so i know I fear the guy who who's done one kick a thousand times, sort of thing. You know, giving yourself that practice, giving yourself that confidence, um, because it's instant instant gratification. But you mentioned there, you know, a lot of things: not the right job, not the right, um, not the right uh, relationship, etc. But you said not healthy and maybe overweight. Are those things that you'd say if you say to your clients, you know, putting your best foot forward, maybe getting yourself healthy, looking your best? I mean, it doesn't have to be necessary. But if you seen guys? Once they do this, they look a bit better. They feel a bit better shape. They maybe get a haircut or a shave or whatever it is. You know, they start dressing a bit better. Do you see they have more results, or do you you see that give them more self confidence? Maybe walk with a little bit more swagger.
1: I, you know, I I think it is a good thing to do, and I do recommend it. And but I also want them to understand what's really real, Mm -hmm. because I can take and have, uh, you know, a fat guy who's out of shape and doesn't make a lot of money, and show him how to get more women than the jacked rich guy. Mm-hmm. And so there's a line there. And so when a guy is going to get into shape and to take care of himself and to eat right and you know clean himself up, that's not for women. That's no, for him. That's for him. Yeah. And since it's for him and that's natural and that's just his own self-respect, now that energy comes out because If you don't have game, if you don't understand masculine energy, if you don't know the actions to take, but you are in great shape and, you know, uh, you do look good, you'll have some success, but you'll only be tapping into about five or 10% of what you could be without those other things. And so that's where the whole media social conditioning comes into of, well, you know, just, just be good looking and be in great shape and you'll get any woman that you want. That's not true. And so. I want to make sure that when they choose to take those actions, it's coming from the right place.
0: Yeah, 100%. I was, yeah, looking at it more from an internal point of view, looking through it from a personal point of view. Like if you're feeling better and you're healthier, you, your mood's improved, you know, you like your skin's better. It just gives you another um, – it almost just gives you like another little level to go towards. It's another, another little, little push
1: for it to move it's, forward, yes. Yeah? What I call – what I refer to those things as are accelerators. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a way for a guy to begin to create some momentum. It's just not going to solve all of his problems, quote-unquote, the way that he thinks it will. And so let's use them as accelerators. But let's make sure we're handling the things that matter most.
0: Yeah, it's the surface stuff rather than the, the deep stuff. Um, but it's like, you, as you said before, as you, as you, to quote you, I like to come at it from both ends, right? So it's just like you work on both, and all of a sudden you've got, if you work on both from both ends and you look at 10% here, 10% there, also some 20% difference, and you keep on working, it's going to be a big, a big error. So, Scott, mate, this has been a good conversation to have. I really, really enjoyed it. Just, just before we go, anything you'd like to add?
1: Man, um, anything to add? Let's see here. Well, um, whatever it is that you came here to do in this particular lifetime, I think you should do that. Be on your mission. Don't settle. If there's any area of your life that you are not happy with or doesn't feel like it is congruent, then I think you should do something about it today that's an awesome message scott where's the
0: best people for people what the best place people to contact you um uh
1: you can find me on facebook or probably the the best place would be scottjack.com s-c-o-t-t-j-a-c-k uh or you can you can find me on instagram facebook at real scott jack so google any of that uh i'm sure you'll you'll come across me one way or the other Awesome! Thanks
0: very much for that, Scott. That was a great conversation. And I know that a lot of the listeners have got a lot out of that, um, men and women, because I think people just need to know, see both sides of the story and just understand where they're coming from, as well as just get out there and have more human interactions. Because it's something that you know we're meant to be doing, um, and I think it's it's something that the more, the more you as said before, the more you practice, the better you'll get, the more confidence you'll get, and the more confident you are, you know, it leads to it, it leads to actually like I think just improving as a person and going after. What you want is what you said there. If you're not happy with anything, go out there and do what you want to do. So cheers for that, Scott. It's been great talking to you. Hey, man, I really appreciate you having me on so guys there it was interview with scott jack all about getting that magnetic interaction um lots for the men to take home lots of women to think about as well as the way that men approach them um and just really all about getting that social interaction back you know keep on doing it keep on practicing because it's something that we think we're losing out and it's a huge part of being human Uh, it's a huge part of you know honing your interpersonal skills i know not everyone's an extrovert and people are quite introverted but whenever I've been out and just talked to people people are really approachable and they' they're really cool but you know it just takes it just takes you to get outside of your own head and start looking up and put your phone down and just smile at someone or just have a chat with someone or see someone looking at a menu as I mentioned in the, in the in the interview you know and just say oh what looks good or just get used to talking to people there's some really cool people out there really good fun um good and fun people out there um and it's just it's just a I think it's why you're gonna make really good connections especially looking to meet someone romantically and even if you're not just getting to talk to more people it could be it could even open up a business opportunity for you, you know uh, loads of times I'm quite lucky into that I'm quite uh, outgoing like that not not as much as I have members of my family, but it's not a problem for me. I'll generally talk to anyone, um, but I know it can be hard. But just get put your phone down, step away from the computer for a little while, and just have a conversation. If Even if you can do it every day, just make a conscious effort to have one conversation with a random person. I think it's going to go a long way. Okay, guys, well, that's it for Episode 60. As always, if you're struggling with any sort of chronic health condition, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co. We've got lots of free articles, and we've got a free forty. day um, mini gut revival course free four- day gut revival course um, and if you're struggling a bit more than that and you just need to know more than the basics and you want and you've been talking for a while actually look less have been talking for a while then you can send me an email at uh, ryan at reviveyourself.co uh, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible and we can talk about how and if we can help you Okay. Um, anyone anyway, even curious actually you can have a look at our testimonials, and I've actually got a new webinar coming out um, which is be, should be on Facebook and our other um, social media outlets so we are actually on Facebook at reviveyourself or Facebook forward slash reviveyourself and also on Instagram at revive underscore yourself okay guys and girls as always have a great week Um, stay happy, stay healthy and I'll speak to you next week bye bye
1: if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea indigestion, heartburn and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the healing health paradigm today